Hi, and welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and this is Season 2, Episode 27. And you might have noticed the title of this podcast is called Anna's Difficulty. Perhaps you will relate to today's short story that I'm going to put here for you. It's all about somebody feeling left out and not invited. Perhaps it's something you can relate to or one of your children could relate to. Perhaps somebody has felt left out of something recently or that is something that happens in your lives. But I don't know. But maybe if it does, this short story today will be um, helpful because it's all about Anna feeling somewhat slighted by the Wilson family who did not invite her to their party and she chats to her mother about it. So, here it is. Let me not chat on, and you can listen to this short story, Anna's Difficulty. I hope it is helpful to you. Anna's Difficulty Our friend Anna came home from school one day, with her sunny face all in a cloud, and looking as if it might presently get a sprinkling of tears. There was one to whom she always went in trouble, besides the other one, God, whom she tried never to forget, and she sought her best earthly friend now. Mother, I do think it is really mean and rude in the Wilsons that they pass me by when nearly all the class of the girls are invited. I don't want to feel bad about such a thing, but I can't help it. I don't know as anybody likes to be slighted. Of course not, said Mrs. Jones. The feeling of having been rudely treated is always uncomfortable. What do you suppose is the reason you are not included in the party? It is because the Wilsons feel above us, Mother. The girls dress in their finer clothes and have more accomplishments, and then we work for a living and they do not. But, Mother, I believe I'm as intelligent and well-bred as they. I can't bear it, Mother, I can't. It's not pleasant, to be sure, Anna. But think again, think again, darling, before you say you cannot bear it. Well, Mother, who could? Nobody but you. You seem to have a way of getting round hard places or walking straight through them. I have many more years of experience in life than you, but I wish you to think now whether there is not some way for you to bear this little vexation. Oh, yes, Mother, I know you always say that, and of course it's right, but I don't see how feeling and acting like a Christian takes away one's natural feeling about being slighted and ill-treated by others. Perhaps it is not, my dear. I sometimes think one's sensibilities are greatly intensified by leading the better life. A Christian, in trying to bring his own character up to the point of perfect love and honour, often becomes exacting of such perfection in others, and failing to find it feels exquisite pain. Yet the pain will oftener be because God's great principles of right are violated, than his personal feelings are hurt. Which is easier for you, Anna, to be wounded in personal feeling or to see what is wrong against God? Well, I never thought exactly. It is dreadful to see the wrong, but one feels in the other a sense of shame, feels so wronged. It is quite different. Oh, my precious one, said Mrs. Jones, when you have learned the love of God as to know no difference between the interests and the honour of his law, and your own comfort and pleasure and good name, you will see more clearly how this is, 
and feel, it is likely, the sense of shame and wrong in a different way. But mother, haven't we a right to feel hurt when we are wronged or slighted? I mean personally hurt? Yes, but maybe if we look a little deeper into the principle of things, or our own principles, we should not suffer so much. What is the secret of your feeling hurt by the Wilsons? Does the slight make your real self in any respect less or worse? Does it injure you in the estimation of others? Why, no, mother, I suppose not, but I'm as good as much respected as they are. I don't like to have it to seem that I'm beneath them because I'm not so rich and all that. My dear, I believe we have talked the subject over before, and long ago understood that we desire no position, no companionship which is not ours by right of moral and intellectual character. It is the Christian principle to live in all things for the true and the right, to be willing to take our own place in business and society and fill it well, to think less of what others think of us than of what we ourselves are, to appear to be only what we are and be willing to appear thus while we are always looking up to something wiser and lovelier and better. I never could get the idea of a Christian's being above or beneath anyone in the sense that you mean. His associations are, or should be, such as Christ's were in his walk among men. Christ, infinitely endowed with all excellence and beauty, was also infinitely humble. He neither sought nor shunned anyone for his own sake, but he lived out the divine fullness of his life of suffering and love without regard to his position or popularity with men. You don't mean, mother, that we should never seek people for their own sake or our own pleasure? Well, treat others with courtesy and generosity, and after that, allow them to be as indifferent to you as you are to those whom you do not prefer. Every person has a right to select his companions, and everyone should possess enough personal dignity and generosity not to be offended if he is not preferred. I suspect you are wrong about the Wilsons, If they do not prefer you for your own sake, they have the right not to do so, and you should accord it to them, just as you take the privilege of not having inviting certain others who might feel the same about you as you do towards the Wilsons. And more than this, Anna, if the Wilsons live for different principles, making friends for other reasons than you do, why, indeed, should you care for their special regard? A friendship built upon the accidents of fortune, distinction or show has but a sandy foundation at best. There is no security of happiness in any earthly advantage. Only take care to be yourself what in your circumstances is noble and beautiful and good and you will find the right position without any particular seeking. The love and the approval of the good and pure will come to you and that is what you want for any friendship and nothing more. Half the personal ill-feeling in the world comes of people's aspiring to what they have no fitness for. They have neither the dignity nor the humility to take the place God in His providence assigns them. And instead of reaching out of it by making themselves nobler and better, they attempt to build up some appearance which is not more than half true. The Christian ought not to want a name or a reputation which he does not by right of goodness or talent deserve but by living well where he may be. He makes any duty, any position, honourable and good. He has nothing to do with the false. 
he can afford to seem in all things what he is and to depend for love and favour on his consciousness of worth. But, Mother, I never thought of depending upon anyone else. The Wilsons know that I'm their equal in the schoolroom and in all qualities which they ought to respect. You remember we spoke of a right choice on their part, and now you are, a Christian, going to be hurt because fashionable people do not court you. Can you not yet think of a way to bear this vexation? Is it indeed so much of a trial as you think it all over? You know, my daughter, that Christians can look at these things only in the light the Christ life sheds on their souls, on all their earthly relations, on the paths that lead them up to the source of light, truth and right. Think of it and tell me tomorrow if you can bear to be slighted by the Wilsons. Well, Anna, said Mrs. Jones the next morning, have you come to a conclusion? Really, Mother, said Anna, you have a great way of taking the sting out of an uncomfortable thing. I wonder if I shall ever get so as not to care for my own sake. That will depend upon how closely you are united to God. If you live a true Christ life, nothing of the sort will hurt you much. The consciousness of being right, the joy of his approval, will suffice you. But what about the Wilsons? Well, Mother, I don't think I shall feel bad any more if they do not care for me. Only I shall be kind and polite, and I'm sure I want no one's favour who does not love me for just who I am and for trying to become better than I am. I shall go to school today very happy. I am truly glad, Anna, but always remember this. Every soul is created by the same God, purchased by the blood of the same Saviour, and has an individual life as dear to God as any other life. The Christian is precious to him, and however humble in this world's estimate, is an heir to his eternal glory and happiness. And so the Christian should, whatever may be his gifts or calling, possess that quietness and dignity of spirit, that resting in the consciousness of God's love and approval, he will not be greatly moved by the applause or the displeasure of his fellows. And so, Mother, it saves a great many uncomfortable feelings to be a Christian. It saves a great amount of disappointment, pride and wounded vanity, gives many a sweet night's sleep in thinking God will take care of our reputation, being willing to be what and where he will have us to be. On the whole, Anna, it is a happier, more comfortable thing for the relations even of this life to be a Christian, not a halfway disciple, but a wholehearted and soul believer who keeps no reserves to sting conscience with. He will not feel a thousand things that sting others, and the real troubles that he must bear are shared by him who has promised to carry our human sorrows. Be at peace with God, my child, and let the love which that peace brings speak in the very tones of your voice, in your manners and in your ways. Then you need not be embarrassed if duty calls you either to a palace or to a hovel. I shall get my lessons better today for that thought, Mother. I shall not feel half so vexed if I fail when I have done the best that I can. That is the intention of religion always, to keep the possessor calm, assured and quite aside from the little jostlings and vexations of a self-seeking life. The past is written, the future is beyond our control, but today is ours 
and is an opportunity to bestow a gift which will be more welcome than any that money can purchase.